Well, Happy New Year. You know, I, I, I love New Year's. I, I, it's a good opportunity for us to, uh, uh, especially as we move into 2021, to kind of reevaluate, to kind of um, uh, re-engage, uh, reorient, refocus. And New Year's, uh, a new year brings us that opportunity. And, you know, several years ago, I kind of had one of those moments as, as your pastor to kind of refocus. And, and, you know, for a long time, for several years, I've, I've kind of embraced a gospel challenge um, every, for, for the last several years. And, 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 you know, as I prayed about in my own life, this gospel challenge in my heart, um, it, I was convicted that this is something that needs to come to our church. Like, I pray that we are a church that is focused on the gospel, that that's the, the heart of our, uh, the, 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 the drive of our church. And, and, you know, every year I enter a new year praying that God would help us engage our community more effectively than we ever have before. I prayed that last year. And, um, and I'm praying it again this year, though there are many curveballs that I didn't see coming last year. I, I'm, I'm praying that, that, that we are a church that is engaged with the gospel message, that that's, that's the core of our heart, our life. And, and, and you know, when, when you think about how Christ has impacted us, it moves us to, to the, the forgiveness that I've received, the, the forgiveness that we've come to know moves us to, to love people to Christ, to love um, to extend grace to people, to, um, to work together to, like our purpose statement says, to equip one another on our journey with God and each other. And I pray that, that in 2021, we can kind of refocus on spiritual growth, on, on growing in our walk with the Lord. And, 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 and I'm grateful that God lets us serve Him. We just sang that song, How Great Thou Art. How great he is. And, and don't you realize the, the, the adventure that we get to take on this planet serving the Lord? How big he is and how, how amazing he is, the, the, the importance of his ministry, of his call on our lives. And, 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 you know, as a youth minister, before I came to be your pastor, I was a, a youth minister for a long time. And, and as a youth minister, there were occasional moments that a kid would come up to me and go, man, Chris, church is boring. And I'd be like, What? Well, what are you talking about? You, you, boring and church are two words that don't go together. You know, because think about who we serve. Think about the God that we serve. I mean, Job chapter 38 talks about that we serve the one who, who measures the universe with the span of his hand. We serve the one who, like Job 38 says, that, that said to the oceans, hey, stop right there. And the oceans stopped at the shoreline where God said stop. We, we serve the one who, like Job 38 says, we, he, he set the parameters for the entire universe that we see. That's who we serve. We serve the one, like Psalm 139 says, that, that knows you so well that he knit you together in your mother's womb. That's who we serve. The one who has such intimate knowledge about you that, 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 that he knows every thought you think before you think it. We serve the one who is so detailed. Like Psalm 139 says that, that, that he is so detailed that he knew every, he knows every day of your life. It was written in a book before you were even born. That's who we serve. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that amazing? 
that, that we serve the one, like Romans 5.8 says, that he knows us, he knew we were sinners, yet he still died for us. We serve the one that then has called us to, 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 to walk with him, to, to, to be a part of his work in the world. Like Acts 1 says, that, that we're called to be witnesses. Like in Acts 1, he said to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the world. But we can interpret that. We are called to be witnesses in Owasso, in Tulsa, in Oklahoma, in the United States, and literally all over the world. That's who we serve. And as I think about some people that'll say, man, church is boring. I'm like, that doesn't fit with that kind of God, that kind of king that we serve. Now this morning, um, there's, there's a message on my heart. And, and I can't get away from it. I've been wrestling with it for months now. And, and I, I, I just can't get away from it. And we're beginning essentially today uh, with this gospel adventure, this gospel challenge. And, and, it's the, and I pray that, that what we kind of embrace today kind of becomes something that happens throughout our entire year. That, that this is a, a little bit of a, of a call today, a call to our church to, to embrace God's plan for our, for our lives. Now, if you have your Bibles, we're in Colossians chapter 1. Now, now over the next several months, we're going to be walking through the book of Colossians. And Colossians is a great book, but this morning, um, before we kind of dive into the details of the book next week, um, I want us to look at this guy named Epaphras, because as I have prayed about this Sunday for, for the last several months, really, I can't get Epaphras off my mind. I, can't, I, 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 I know, I am convinced that God has a word for us today through this man, Epaphras. Now, Colossians chapter 1, even if you're watching from home, uh, I want you to get your Bibles out, and let's stand together. We're going to read Colossians 1, 1 through 8 this morning. And, and let's stand in honor of God's Word, because it's just a great opportunity to, for us to acknowledge that God has a Word for us today. And I'm looking forward to embracing it and sitting with the Lord as we embrace it. Colossians 1, starting in verse 1, Paul an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful brothers in Christ at Colossae, grace to you and peace from God our Father. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all the saints, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven, of this you have heard before in the word of the truth, the gospel, which has come to you, as indeed in the whole world it is bearing fruit and, is, and, and increasing as it also does among you since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth, just as you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant. He is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf and has made known to us your love in the Spirit. And this is the word of the Lord. Thank you. You may be seated. Now, Colossae is the, the, the church at Colossae is the intended audience of this book that Paul wrote. And what's cool about this letter that Paul wrote to Colossae 
God inspired him and God used it at, really as a message to churches all through history. And we get to benefit from it. Now, Colossae was about, was a city that was about a hundred miles from Ephesus and it was in this really pretty valley. And there were three cities that were real close to one another. It was Colossae, Hierapolis, and Laodicea. Now, if you've, if you've been a, a faithful student of the Bible, you've probably run into the city Laodicea. It's one of the churches in Revelation. There was a, there was a good church there, and God had a word uh, through John to the church at Laodicea. But, uh, and, and when it comes to the church at Colossae, we'll get into the reasons that Paul wrote the letter next week as we kind of process the book. But but as our staff were we, together for the last several months, wrestled through 2021 and the craziness of how do we, how do we embrace the, the, the times that we are in as we exit 2020 and move into 2021, the craziness doesn't seem like it's really going to be letting up when you think about it. But as we wrestled through this, I kept coming back, getting, getting stuck on Epaphras. And let's think about this guy. We see in verse 7, look at verse 7, Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant. It says he was a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf. Uh, Colossians 4.12, turn over to Colossians 4.12 real quick. I want you to see what, what it says later in the book about Epaphras. Epaphras, who is one of you, Colossians 4.12, who is one of you, a servant of Christ Jesus, greets you, always struggling on your behalf in his prayers, that you, may, that you may stand mature and fully assured in all the will of God. Now, now Epaphras is a guy I'm stuck on. I can't get away from. And I, and I really believe that this morning, God is shaping our 2021 as we consider Epaphras. Now, when you think about him, we don't know much about him. It's likely he was one of these guys that was saved under Paul's preaching. And then he served under Paul. And, and the Bible points about Epaphras. That you, can, you can Google his name in the Bible, and in your Bible app, and you can see the places it mentions him. He was one of Paul's most faithful servants. He was a prisoner with Paul. And, and when you think about um, Epaphras, it, he was either saved in, uh, in Ephesus, because remember Acts 19. Acts 19 is one of my, my favorite chapters in the Bible because that was when Paul was at Ephesus. And, and in Acts 19, it talks about that God was doing extraordinary things through Paul. That was when they were like touching handkerchiefs and people were healed. And, and in Acts 19, verses 9 and 10, it tells us that Paul, when he went into Ephesus, he got kicked out of the synagogue. And then he went to the hall of Tyrannus, which was this place of philosophy. And in the hall of Tyrannus, Paul spent two years teaching and preaching in the hall of Tyrannus. And, and, and the Bible says in Acts 19.10 that when Paul was preaching in the hall of Tyrannus, that all of Asia heard the gospel. And so when you think about Colossae, this was a city that the gospel came during that time. That's when the gospel came to Colossae. And, and, and when it comes to Epaphras, he was from Colossae. And, 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 and he, I really think Epaphras was the one that started the church at Colossae. And I thought, how cool it would it be to be a pastor of a church that, that Paul wrote a letter to that's going to be preserved forever. You know, that, that would be kind of cool. Uh, I, I think Epaphras started the church at Colossae. 
And what's interesting is Epaphras was from there, so basically he went back home to be a missionary. And that right there is the heart of our 2021 gospel challenge. And this is something that is, if you don't hear anything from me today, let's recognize this. Just like Epaphras went home to be a missionary, as I look at the craziness of 2021, as I look at the state of our world, you and I are called to be a missionary right here, right now. And I'm blown away that God would entrust you and I to the times that we are in, to this place. And if you don't hear anything else I say today, I believe God's word to our church as we start 2021, that we are called to be a missionary right here, right now. And if I'm gonna summarize our 2021 gospel challenge this year, I'm gonna summarize it like this. We need to build a missionary mindset right here and right now. And that's what I see in Epaphras. You know, I'm so grateful that God has called us to Oklahoma. I know some of you like moved to Oklahoma because like your job moved you here. But I wanna live in Oklahoma, I wanted to live here. And, and I remember when, when I was at Council Road years ago, and this is the first time I've been a senior pastor. And in 2012, God allowed me to come here. And I remember as Robin and I were, were recognizing that God was moving us out of this church where we had served for 19 years to the pastorate. I said to the Lord, Lord, okay, I'll go wherever you want me to go. And, and I'll, I'll go willingly. But Lord, I just want you to know, I sure love Oklahoma. I do, I love it. And so, I don't know if that would be something you'd have for me, but I love Oklahoma. I fit here, and I love this people. I know this people, and I have a burden for the people of Oklahoma. And you know, I prayed that. And I remember about a, a couple months later, Bob Bender calls me. Bob Bender was a, pa is a pastor in Colorado, and he, he's my, one of my mentors. And he called me and said, hey, Chris, would you mind if I send your resume to a guy named Rob Rizzo? He's the chairman of the pastor search team at First Baptist Owasso. And I was like, sure, that'd be, that'd be fine. And, uh, and about two weeks later, Paige Cole calls me and says, hey, Chris, would you send a resume and would you send a couple of sermons? And so I did that. And I'll tell you, I'm grateful that God called us to this church. And do you know what God's, I mean, think about what God's doing in the life of this church. Uh, do you realize that we are about a year away from our 75th anniversary as a church? And, and, and you know, God, is, God planted this church here about 74 and some, a little 73 and some change years ago. And, and First Baptist Sperry saw a need in Owasso and, so started, and, and started this church. And do you know that this week, our church will walk through a milestone a difficult milestone, but a good milestone. Um, just a few days ago, Carl Worley passed away. 
Now, most of you don't know Carl Worley, but Carl Worley is the la- was the last charter church member of First Baptist Owasso. He was here on day one when this church started. And all of us, we are just beneficiaries of people like Carl Worley who walked with the Lord, trusted the Lord, started this church. I mean, we, got to, we get to benefit from the buildings that we have. And, 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 and think about what God is doing in the life of our church. Think about how the Lord is, is working even in the midst of a pandemic. I mean, here God has positioned us with the mission, which is the helping arm of our church in, into this community. He, um, God has uh, allowed us to grow on this campus where we had two services even in the midst of a pandemic. Um, right now, God has entrusted us to go into Tulsa right as we are in this message. Misael is in Tulsa preaching the same passage right now. God has entrusted us to move into Tulsa. And then in 2021, oh my goodness, we get to start this same work in Spanish right here in this community. I'm telling you, God is at work in, the church, in our church. And, and when I think about the story that God is writing, the story that God is allowing us to be a part of, I'm so grateful. And see, Epaphras is like that. Epaphras got to go in and start a church that made an impact. He started a church that, that, were, that, that was so impactful. Paul, as he was inspired by the Lord, wrote a letter to this church, keeping them strong, keeping them faithful pushing them to walk with the Lord. And so when I think about our calling, the lesson from Epaphras, as he went back home and he lived his life as a missionary where he grew up. Folks, we are called to be a missionary right here, right now. And as we start 2021, I pray that you and I can be engaged in this missionary task. You know, several years ago, I started serving as a pastor uh, for the IMB. I, I'm one of the pastors that, that help with the International Mission Board, which are, which are connected to our missionaries all over the world. And I've learned a lot about the missionary task, the missionary calling over the last couple of years. And, and it's been incredible to, to, to rub shoulders with these missionaries. And most of the time, when we think about missionaries, we think about somebody that learns another language and moves far away. And that's true. And I'll be honest with you, I am praying this year that God moves in the heart of someone in our congregation to go to the nations. And, and, and we can do that locally, but, but I'm praying that, that there'll be an IMB missionary come out of our church. I'm praying for that. But, but you know what? If we're going to prepare for the mission field, we've got to start right here where we live. And what I don't want to miss is the missionary task right here. And when I look at Epaphras, um, the first step in the missionary task is this. If we are going to live like missionaries, we've got to first of all enter the field. And, and, if, and if, we're gonna, if, if we're gonna build a missionary mindset, if we're gonna be a church that embraces our missionary call, you and I have to enter this field where we've been planted. In, in Epaphras, look at verse three. He says, we all, Paul writes this about the church at Colossae. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus, 
and of the love you have for all the saints because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. And, I'm, and, I, and when you get a glimpse of the, of the church that, that Epaphras started and the impact of those believers, you see that Jesus changed Epaphras' destiny. And this is what Jesus does. This is why we've got to embrace the call to be missionaries right here because Jesus changes destinies. He changed my destiny. Hadn't he changed yours? I mean, this year, this Christmas, I got to go home and be with my, we were COVID-free finally, and, and, and I got to go home and be with my mom and dad, and, and we had this little time around our, our, my parents' living room where my, I said to my mom, tell us your testimony, mom. I, remind me of when you got saved. And my mom grew up in a little bit of a rough, rough home. But, but she had Grandma Patrick. And Grandma Patrick, she had come to know Christ. And, and my mom was always inspired by, by her Grandma Patrick. And, and you know what? Jesus changed Grandma Patrick's life, which inspired my mom. Jesus changed my mom's life, which changed mine. And I'm telling you, when I think about Epaphras, I look at, at the fact that he entered the mission field. He went back home and entered the mission field. And church family, as we move into 2021, it's my prayer that we leave this place. We walk out these doors and we recognize that you and I live on the mission field right here, right now. And see, I think churches make a desperate mistake when they, when they just see the mission field as somewhere far away. No, the mission field is in our homes. The mission fields, it's in our neighborhood. The mission fields are in our workplaces. The mission field is, 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 is right in, in the middle of our hobbies and the things that we do for fun. This is our mission field. And when I think about the, the state of our world and the fear that's around us, in the United States, in Tulsa, right here, we are desperate to see missionaries enter this field. And so church family, as we move into 2021, let's enter the mission field right here, right now. Epaphras did that. You know what else he did? A missionary task is uh, for a missionary to, to embrace that task, they enter the field. You got to go. Second part of the missionary task is to communicate the gospel. And I want to ask you a question. Are you, are you ready to communicate the gospel? I, I mean, the, the gospel is powerful. The gospel is unstoppable. We know this, right? I, I'll be honest with you. There are times that I wonder something. I mean, I, I've wondered if, if, if people are hearing the gospel. It's my, my goal every week to share the gospel, to share that, that Jesus can change you. Jesus can save your life. Jesus can rescue you. But, but there are times that I've shared the gospel and I haven't seen fruit. Do, do you know what happened just a little bit before Christmas? Um, one, uh, just right before Christmas, there was a, a lady, and I'm not going to embarrass her because she's in the room right now, but, but she uh, sent a message to one of our, our staff members and said, hey, I've got some questions. And uh, they got connect, she got connected to me, and we had a meeting just a few days before Christmas. And she came to my office, and we sat down and opened the Bible and looked at what God's Word says, and she sat there and said, you know what, I, I need to trust Christ as my Savior. And right in my office, right in front of my face, she came to Christ. And, and, and you know, she's about to be baptized. You know what she said to me? She was like, I was talking about baptism and next steps, and she's like, I gotta tell my family. She says, you know what? Christmas is coming. 
we're going to have a big party. There's going to be a moment in that party. I'm going to gather everybody together. and I'm going to say, you know what happened to me this week? And she told her family that she got saved. Folks, we cannot forget that the gospel message is powerful. And Epaphras saw this in the life of his church, and, 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 and it, was a, it was incredible to see how the gospel uh, produced believers. And when you look at how Paul said, I, I thank the Lord for your faith. I thank the Lord for your church. Because what Epaphras did, he, he entered the mission field. He, he, he communicated the gospel. And the third step of the missionary task, he reproduced believers. And this is something I pray we do as a church, that we are known in, in 2021 that we are a church that reproduces. And this is something I pray, even in the midst of a pandemic, even in the midst of the difficulty of, of me as a pastor trying to get my arms around a church that's partly virtual and partly online and partly in the room. I'll tell you, well, that's a, this is, these are challenges I've never known before. But in the midst of the challenges, we are still called to reproduce believers. And I'm praying that this happens. Look at verse 4. It says, look, look at what Epaphras reproduced and what God did in, in through his life. Since we heard of your faith, Paul says, in Christ Jesus, and the love you have for all the saints. Look at the influence of those believers. Verse 5, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. Of this you have heard before in the word of truth, the gospel. And see, you, you know why I, I pray that we are confident in the gospel? You know why I pray that we reproduce believers? Because the gospel, look at what it does for us. It says right there in verse, in verse 5, Christ has given us this hope of heaven, this real hope in heaven. You realize that, that Christ, the gospel, gives you hope of heaven. Remember in John 14? John 14 is this really cool moment of Jesus is hanging out with his disciples and, 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 the, and Jesus is about to go to heaven. He's about to leave them and they don't get it. And Jesus actually tells them, hey, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, he's double downing. He's like saying, look, if I do it, then you can count on it. It's like Ray Cuscio is right over here. He can weld anything He's like MacGyver. Um, and like if the world, if there's so storm, it's been a long time since I've used you as an illustration, right? Um, but I'm due. I'm due for one. But, but, but you know what? If, it's one thing if, if you come to me and I, and I say to you, Chris Wall fixed this, you'd be like, huh, okay. But if Rick Cuscio fixes it, you're like, got it, no problem, right? Well, Jesus said in John 14, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. You see, the gospel produces this hope of heaven. You realize that the hope of our nation is not in a vaccine. What does a vaccine do? It's going to delay the inevitable. The inevitable is, if it's not coronavirus, something is going to cause the end of our lives, right? But because of the gospel, we have hope the hope of heaven. Look at verse 6. Don't miss this. He says, uh, Paul writes about the gospel which has come to you. Notice that. Verse 6 says, the gospel came to you. And, and the hope came to you. You realize that the gospel message came to us. 
We didn't, this is the difference between Christianity and every other religion. Religion says you can earn your way to heaven. You got to be good. You got to do, you got to do your part. No, the gospel is, no, I came to you. Christ came to us to rescue us, to help us, to restore us, to, to bring us from death to life. That's what the gospel did. And, and you know what I think about as I enter 2021? Look, the gospel has come to this city. But yet there are still many people who are going to go to bed tonight and they're going to they're look up at their ceiling before they fall asleep and they're going to wonder, is this it? Is this all we got? Is this all there is to life? And folks, I got to tell you, the gospel came to us. The gospel came to you and I, to this place. And this is why we've got to be missionaries in this world. The gospel came to us. Look at verse 6, which has come to you. Indeed, the whole world, it is bearing fruit and increasing, as it also does among you since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth. We see in this passage that, that here, here's what we have confidence in. The gospel is unstoppable. The gospel bears fruit. And when I think about how God is working in this place, folks, we have got to be missionaries right here, right now. And I, and I see it. Look at verse 7. Just as you learned it from Epaphras, our beloved fellow servant. You know what? Epaphras went to this place, started by sharing the gospel. He then, he well, he started by entering the field, first of all. He started by entering the mission field. Then he communicated the gospel. Then he saw believers reproducing. And then what was the next natural step? The next, next natural step as, as the, a missionary task is, is he built a church. And you know, when I think about us, it's, as we move into 2021, we need to build this church. And this is my prayer. This is the challenge as I look at the, the world that we are in, the, the, the sucker punch that we have been given. As we think about the, uh, the, the challenge of connecting both virtually and in the room, look, I, I pray that God allows us to build a church. Look at verse 7 and 8. He is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf and made known to us your love in the Spirit. You know that as missionaries right here, right now, do you know one of the greatest things we can do? One of the most impactful things we can do is build this church, is, is work to, to build this church. You know Christ is building this church even in the midst of a pandemic. Jesus said in Matthew 16, remember that moment? Matthew 16, when Jesus went to the gates of hell and said, look, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And God has been faithful to, to build this church for the last 73 plus years. And look, here we are continuing to serve the Lord, working to build this church. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful that we get to be a part of this. This is why... Um, the writer of Hebrews said, we studied this last fall, that, that and let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good deeds. And let's not forsake, let's not neglect meeting together as, in, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as we see the day approaching. You know, 
at the end of the last service, I had two different guys come up to me that I'd never met before and said, look, uh, I'm, I'm, God's spoken to me. I'm supposed to serve the Lord, but, I, but I'm struggling. How do, I, how do I make it? Well, it's, we, we're together. It's, we're, we're like that, that football team, that's, that's, that, that, that running back that's carrying the ball down the field. And, and I saw it last night. This, one of those running backs were carrying the ball down the field, and, a, and a, a linebacker is running, but he had a teammate. He had a big old tight end that what did he do? He got in the middle of that linebacker and just took the linebacker out. You know what? That's the church. We are called to build a church here. And Christ is working through us to build this church. And I'll tell you, even the gates of hell won't prevail against it. A pandemic won't stop us. Why? Because we are called to be missionaries right here, right now. And this is a call we can't overlook. When I think about what, what Epaphras did, he, he not only built a church, but then he started developing leaders. We see the leaders that, that Epaphras developed. Look at Colossians 4.12. Flip over there and let's look at this verse again because you, you get a glimpse into Epaphras' fruit of his ministry when it says, Epaphras, who is one of you? He was one of you. He is a servant of Christ, Christ Jesus. He greets you. What, 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 look at his life. Let's learn from this. He's always struggling on your behalf in his prayers that you may stand mature and fully assured in all the will of God. And you know what I'm praying for us? I'm praying as we enter this mission field that we become the leaders God's called us to be. And we see in, in Colossians 4.12 three important things. And, and this is something I'm praying for us. First of all, he was a leader who, who learned how to pray. You know, on, on, um, on January 15th, Brad, that's the Wednesday, right? January 15th? January, January 15th. We are re-engaging with our prayer time on Wednesday nights. I'm asking people to come together to pray for our church, to pray for our community. And let me tell you something. I will become, one of the goals that I have in my life, one of the prayers I'm praying for in 2021 is that, Lord, help me be a pastor that prays. And so Wednesday night, no, no dog and pony show. We're praying, 6.30, somewhere over there, one of those rooms. Come find us. Look, Epaphras was this leader that prayed. He was a leader who stood mature, like Colossians 4.12 says. He, he stood mature. And folks, when I look at 2021, I look at the craziness of these days, look, it's time to be mature followers of Christ. He stood fully ma mature, assured, a third thing, assured in the will of God. He was a guy who trusted the will of God. And as I look at the craziness of 2021, I cannot get away from Epaphras. Because this is a guy that we've got to rub shoulders with today. And I don't know how God is speaking to you. But I know that this is a guy I cannot get off my mind. And though I'm not the best at the hashtags or the, or the Twitter world or all those things, one of the things I am convinced about and I am fully assured of is that God has called us to be missionaries 
in this place at this time. And Epaphras set an example. And you know what he did? The sixth step of the missionary task. So I'm going to just summarize these steps. For a missionary to embrace the task, that missionary has to enter the mission field. That missionary has to communicate the gospel. That missionary has to reproduce believers. That missionary is called to build a church. That missionary is called to develop leaders. And lastly, that missionary is called to send leaders. And you know what I'm praying for us today? That God sends us today to be missionaries right here and right now. You know, when I think about the reality, there will come a day that we will all see God face to face. Now, that's going to be a moment that we understand things fully. Now, I want to, I pray that as we move into 2021, that God finds us right in the middle of his will, serving him with all we have right here, right now. So my question is, are you distracted? Are you going to miss the opportunity to refocus as a new year begins? Are you going to just continue to go through the motions and continue to get involved in the same stuff that you've been involved in? Or are you going to look at the Lord and say, Father, I hear you. I hear your call right here, right now. Can I just get in front of you? Or, or more importantly, can I just stand with you and allow the Lord to remind us that these days are too critical and life is too short for us to waste our time. And as I read my Bible, as I hear Paul's call, as I hear the, the, the book of Colossians, I am moved to say, Lord, I want to run this race with perseverance. I want to run faithfully. I pray we're a church full of Epaphrases that pray, that are assured, that trust the will of God.